Welcome to Dear Live, a podcast that seeks to inspire global voices of change, teach you how to live with intention, and expand on the eight dimensions of wellness. I'm your host, Jeanette Schneider. Every week, I'm going to drive conversations from self-development to generational social change, even to financial wellness. I am here to share my stories and reflections alongside therapists, psychologists, coaches, and wellness experts to help you create a healthier you today so we build a healthier world tomorrow. Open up to possibility for yourself, society, and the world. And think of me as the best friend you didn't know you needed with the comfy couch and the brainy stats. Let's get started. What can I say about Natasha Mosby? Not only has she become our special guest because I can't stop inviting her back, I think she's going to become our extra special guest because she has accepted a role as one of the Dear Live Wellness Advisors. She has been in practice for over 20 years as a licensed clinical social worker, was appointed as a commissioner for the State of Nevada Commission on Behavioral Health, and is the integrative behavioral health program coordinator, that's a mouthful, and lecturer at UNLV. She does all of our content on the eight dimensions of wellness, and I just love her light, and just she's all soul and brains mixed together. So welcome her back to the Dear Live podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Dear Live show. This is your host, Jeanette Schneider, and I am joined today by the lovely Natasha Mosby. Thank you for being with me. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. So I have to introduce Dear Liv to our guests and Tasha knows all about it. Uh, Yes. So (laughs) as we were rebranding and figuring out who we want to be when we grow up, I, um, I knew Tasha had to be part of it because she is just pure light and, and intelligence. And, you know, we are all about trying to help people on their wellness journeys, making sure that they feel empowered. And I actually, I said, I don't like the word empowered as much as I like, that we're helping them find their personal power. And um, you brought something to the attention of Sean, our developer, and I, as we were trying to think of like, how do we update the app? How do we update our community? How do we make sure that the content that we're bringing is relevant and helpful and you you taught me, enlightened me on the eight dimensions of wellness. Yes, yes. So actually, um, I kind of liked myself to eight dimensions of wellness. <laughs> uh, I want to say 2020. Heard about it 2019, but with my own personal journey, mm-hmm. right at the start of COVID, I said, I need to tap in. I need to figure out where am I unbalanced? Where do I need to pay attention to um, some of those areas? And then it transitioned over to like in my practice. Yeah. So it started with me first. Yes. How long were you kind of putting these into play? And we're going to dig into okay. what they are. But mm-hmm. like how long did you spend working on yourself before you were like, I really need to bring this into my practice with my clients? It was kind of happened simultaneously. So the first, maybe, I did a treatment plan, to be honest with you. Okay. <laughs> so on I did like, On myself. I love so it. So I did a 90-day, let me look at my physical health, my emotional health, social and spiritual. Okay. Right? So I just kind of developed, what do I need to do to take care of myself physically? Mm-hmm. Right? I started having headaches, stomach stuff, what's going on? So I just kind of put together what I was eating, like okay. a true treatment plan for myself. Um, so about day 89, I started to see, like, oh, my God, I feel better right? My mood is a little different. I started sleeping, <laughs> which we don't think about how important that is. I started sleeping better. Mm-hmm. So I went in, I want to say month four, okay, and started talking to my clients about, let's look at a different way that we look at our treatment, mm-hmm. our wellness. Yeah. 
right? So I started using that word more wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, well, let's do this. And so we've been doing this. I love it because a couple of things. First and foremost, um, I'm seeing, so you, you know, you're talking about it personally bringing in treatment, but this is something that um, SAMHSA, the mm-hmm. Substance Abuse and Mental Health Agency, has talked about. And they've said these are the eight core areas that we mm-hmm. need to pay attention to in order to live like a holistic, whole, healthy life. Yeah. And then now we see major universities doing research on them and creating integrative behavioral services around mm-hmm. and in practice so it's um i just i find it fascinating that people are starting to kind of move the dial and instead of being like here's a prescription and let's talk about your trauma yes you may yes. have that but one of the things that you said to me when i was like how do we help people like, some people just need to learn how to sleep yes they need to sleep. learn how to like just, shut it down yeah shut it down and mm-hmm. just be quiet for a minute and you'll find that maybe their anxiety is lessened or whatever it may be and that's not taking away from some folks who need you know, therapeutic services and they Absolutely. need, um, they need uh, prescription medication, which I've never said anything against. Um, but I love the idea that there are so many folks who could probably learn how to, um, you know, tap into their own proactive yes. personal power yes. and take control of some of these things, mm-hmm. especially because we're on the verge of, we're not on the verge, we're in the middle of a huge mental health crisis. Absolutely. Therapists are turning people away because they don't have space for them. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who don't have access. So mm-hmm. talk to me about the eight dimensions. Like, okay. let's break them down let's and break them down. <laughs> give them a little bit of love for a few minutes. All right. So I, I like that you said that, though, about where we are in terms of just mental health. Yeah. That was the main reason why I brought it to my practice. Um, folks are losing their insurance. Mm. And I said, how do I help my clients find a way to empower or just take care of themselves if, for whatever reason, they can't get into my office? Sure. Um, so I'm all about giving people the tools. So... Um, eight dimensions, we have emotional, spiritual, physical, environmental, occupational. I may miss a few. Uh, what am I missing here? I've got them written down. Oh, let's here look you at go. Okay, let's look at I got a list. There we go. So it's emotional, financial. That's the key. That's <laughs> so, you mine. Know, that's, that's yours. Mine. <laughs> um, so emotional, financial, social, spiritual, occupational, environmental, intellectual, and physical. So for myself, there's this... Um, assessment tool, right, that you assess yourself to say, where do I fit? Where am I falling in terms of numbers on these eight dimensions? And it goes up to 40 points per dimension. Mm -hmm. So you score yourself, you look at that, you compare it to that 40 and say, ooh, if I'm at a 20, Mm -hmm. I may need some some work in that area. If I'm at a 32, okay, I think I'm doing well. So for myself, when I took this, I think I took it April 2020. I had just started my PhD program, right? (laughs) So I was like, ooh, Tasha. I was scoring very low on the physical, the emotional and the spiritual. Mm-hmm. So I started there. Yeah. Right. Um, so with my clients, they do the same thing. They take this. They take the test. It's like an assessment test, and they love it because it gives them insight into, whoa, I didn't realize where I was just on my whole wellness wheel, my balance. So it's very empowering. It's very telling. I've noticed for me mm-hmm. personally that, um, especially when I'm busy, my physical fall, mm-hmm. falls off. Right. And what's funny is I started doing, I'm like, okay, well, if I don't spend as many days in the gym, mm-hmm. be, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to just like kill it. I'm going to do some hit. I'm going to do some weight training and not thinking of those slow, mindful movements. Right. Yes. I took a Pilates class the other day. I'm like, I am a new person. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh my God, I needed to have that, that mind body connection. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so funny how intentional 
if, if we get intentional and learn about ourselves in yes. so many ways, and I think that this is kind of like the gateway for that, mm-hmm. um, and, and studying ourselves, like even for me, like I've learned that if I want to be creative, go for a run and do a hit class. Yes. Because for some reason, the opposite of that, and I know there's some neuroscience to that, like mm-hmm. is I want to write, I want to be creative. Um, it's just interesting when you learn how your body and your mind works mm-hmm. and how to move out of certain parts of your mind, yes. or your brain chemistry, yep. basically turning mm-hmm. off parts and turning some on, um, how much better you function. Yes. And I love, for me, what's happening in my body. Mm-hmm. So even tying this all in, I talk to clients about, do you know what's happening with your happy hormones, with your dopamine, serotonin? So when I'm speaking that, I'm very mindful that when I am in a gym, Guess what? My brain is making these feel-good chemicals, right? When I am rewarding myself and getting something done, my brain is producing a reward chemical. Mm -hmm. So I'm nerdy that way. I like to know that. I love it. No, we Um, nerd out over here. Yeah, so I I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Even with sleep, you know, I had to tell myself, Tasha, stand up all night. Mm -hmm. What does that look like for me the next day, right? Um, In that connection between that whole mind-body-spirit connection, right? The balance. And... It's been mind. It's been mind blowing. Even my nutrition, all of it, how that plays a part in our life. I started paying attention to um, nutrition. So mm-hmm. you know, trying to build a startup during COVID was nothing short of a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> like the amount of stress um, I have been under uh, with everyone. Like we've yeah. all been through like major trauma, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things I also learned is that, um, you know, I, I love to pretend like I'm a very calm person, but what I've learned is that my body is taking it in and internalizing mm-hmm. it, and I seem calm on the surface, and then, like, there's a breakout, or yes. I have stomach issues, mm-hmm. or, so there's some type of underlying inflammation or Absolutely. cortisol that's being unchecked. And so I started realizing, like, if I look at foods that I eat instead of being like, well, I'm really hungry and I'm just throwing this in my mouth and instead say, how am I going to feel later? And what mm-hmm. is this going to do for the overall, right? Absolutely. Um, I make better choices and then I make better decisions later because mm-hmm. I'm not reeling from, you know, a fog because I decided to like mm-hmm. eat all of the baked goods at Starbucks. It goes back to being mindful. Yeah. Yeah. Truly mindful eating. Um, <clears throat> when I am stressed, ooh, I just stop at a Wendy's <laughs> and I had to say Tasha what's happening so back tapping in and being able to realize okay if I'm going to be in the office from 9 to 7 p.m. yep I have to be mindful about the things I'm putting into my body because I have to show up for people but I have yeah. to show up for me too oh that's so important <gasps> okay so that's another thing that yeah. I was realizing is that especially as a mother a business owner whatever you're the way you're treating your body and your mm-hmm. mind, and we don't think about this, it needs to be the first thing that we yes. take into consideration yep. because otherwise we're not good for other people. Mm-mm. And you can't make good decisions for your company. I, I'm grouchy and yep. short with people when I haven't eaten. Like, mm-hmm. that's not a good decision no. making. Like, <laughs> your brain and is like, what? <laughs> do you know when I notice yep. it? I notice it when I'm being short with my daughter. Mm-hmm. When I'm being short with her, I'm like, ooh, I haven't eaten. Mm-hmm. Cause that's not my, my nature to act like that with her. So. How about this? I have three kids, but it's my dog. <laughs> right? So, yeah. So when I am, when I'm coming through the door and I'm agitated, I mean, uh-huh. all she wants to do is cuddle with me and sure. lay on me and do all that stuff. But I'm like, okay, she is the most loyal. <laughs> she, and I'm, when I get agitated with her, mm-hmm. I have to do something different. So that's kind of like uh-huh. your little sign. Yep. So that's like, that's my a grace. That's her name. I lo- well, every time I've been on the phone with you, you're like, Grace. <laughs> 
<laughs> she's always like, I need to talk to you. Yes. And she's my reminder. Many, yeah. Yes. No, that's funny. But I think it's I think it's so fascinating when you start to learn yourself. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about self-awareness. Yes. And and ways you can learn yourself because mm-hmm. I feel like we have a tendency, and I don't know, and, and you're the therapist, so you can tell me, mm-hmm. that maybe we have a tendency of kind of wanting to um, we feel like we're filled up with anxiety and stressors and all of these decisions we have to make and the person in front of us is kind of in our way, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of looking at that exchange and being like, whoa, right. I need to self-regulate mm-hmm. and figure out, am I like a baby with diapers? And like, do I need a bottle? Do I yes. need, <laughs> like, do I need do sleep? I need? Do I need water? Do I need to move my body? Do I need, you know, what are the needs? It goes back to our basic needs. Yeah. And who's in my head right now? Talk to me about that. Okay. So I've been doing this little exercise when clients are talking to me about their stuff. Mm -hmm. I ask them, whose voice is that? Where is that coming from? Mm -hmm. It's like a tape. I know we don't use tapes anymore, but I'm kind of older. It's like this tape recorder. Yeah. So I I just had a client recently, and she was talking about just having a very critical, just very critical experience. And I said, where did you first learn, like, you know, all this self-doubt? And she stopped, and she started Walk me through that process. I'm like, who's in your head? Yeah. Some of this stuff is not our stuff. But oh. we internalize it and we make it our stuff. And I think it's, so So talk to me a little bit about, like, so mm-hmm. if we get to the place where we start to recognize, okay, I know if I'm, if I'm mean to my daughter or my dog's getting on my nerves, mm-hmm. or I am making snap decisions and feeling grouchy with my employees, I know that means one of three things. I'm sleepy, I'm hungry, I haven't taken care of myself, I need mm-hmm. to move my body, whatever it is. But then when you realize that someone else has influenced you, how do you start to pull that out of you? Because unfortunately, that feels like a program. It is. It's a program and it is, it doesn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's say all those things are okay. I'm sleeping, I'm eating, I'm I'm doing all those things, I'm moving my body. But what am I afraid of? Sometimes Mm -hmm. fear, fear can look like anger too, right? Um, I do this what if. We do a lot of what ifs in our head and what what ifs to me. So when clients say, what's the difference between depression and anxiety? I say, how much time do we spend in the, spend in the what if zone? Yes. Yeah. Anxiety. Yeah. The shoulda, coulda, woulda. That's mm-hmm. kind of depression, right? So I kind of just do a check-in with myself. Give me a moment to make sense <laughs> of what's happening because mm-hmm. we're constantly going like this. Yeah. And if we slow down, we may think, you know what? That, this is my stuff. I got triggered. Something triggered me. Mm-hmm. If it's fear I won't succeed in something, is it... I'm looking at something, it's a reflection of what I'm not. Mm. Right? That's a huge one, right? With that's social media. Up, well, that's come up with me lately. Ooh, yeah. Because, you know, I have this company I wanted mm-hmm. to do well. I'm really proud of it. We're in an incubator at UNLV. Like, yay mm-hmm. us, right? But then, like, I see someone and they're killing it, and yes. I see them on social media, and I'm just like, this little green it, and I'm mm-hmm. not typically a jealous person but I've also started to be like okay cool take a second mm-hmm. be this happy for her yep. she's been doing it for longer mm-hmm. and you're learning that that's what you want yes. so what do you need to do tomorrow to get closer to that rather Absolutely. than being like and comparing right but yes. that's that that kind of self-awareness and being taking a minute and being like let me think through what's happening right now um one of the other things I've noticed is that and I don't have them all memorized, but like, I know that if you're in fight or flight, mm-hmm. so that's cortisol, right? So you mm-hmm. have to move out of that part of your brain and you need to move into- Because that's the reptile. You're not thinking clearly. No. Yes. Yep. And then you've got to move into what I understand is ask yourself some questions. Like, do I have a problem to solve today? Am mm-hmm. I in danger? 
No. So you move into executive fun- functioning. Mm-hmm. And then if you follow that up by gratitude statements, you're actually releasing serotonin and oxytocin. Absolutely. So I'm yes. like, all right, if we could just learn how to like... To self-regulate. Think of yourself, yeah, self-regulate, <laughs> but also kind of be like, those here's the checklist of things I need to ask myself mm-hmm. now, and let me ha- use my gratitude statements. Half the time you realize the thing that you were worried about is so, it's not a thing. It's not. It's like a, a mountain into a mole into a mountain, right? Mm-hmm. So I did the same thing. I was like, oh, by this age, I'm going to be done with this, have my PhD, blah, blah, blah. And then you log on to this, you know, social media is a, is a blessing. It can also be a, sure, you know, yeah. self-esteem. <laughs> Killer. Killer. (laughs) So I had to really check in and say, okay, Tasha, were you at this place five years ago? Mm -hmm. No. Right? So that's for me, that's how I check in. Were you at this place? No. This person's probably been there longer than you have. Yeah. I don't think I was ready to do the things that I'm doing now that I, five years ago, I wouldn't have been ready. Yeah. Right? Um, And back to gratitude. I practice gratitude a lot. Right? Um, Being grateful that I am in a position now. Mm Mm-hmm to complete my PhD, to be able to pay for it, because five years ago, I would not have been able to pay for a PhD program. Um, And my babies were still young, right? So a two-year-old versus a seven-year-old, eight-year-old. So those are the things, for me, I check in, and I do that reality testing with clients. Mm -hmm. When you say reality testing, Mm -hmm. do you think that, do you think people are able to see how far they've come? Not always, no. I, I do a lot of journaling. I know clients hate that sometimes. But for what I have them start journaling, when the time they come into session, by that second, third month, mm-hmm. I say, go back and look at some of your writings mm-hmm. and your drawings and look how far you've come since then. Mm-hmm. And I've had moms and dads and kids like, oh, my God, I was so dark there. Yeah. I'm like, look at that progression. Mm-hmm. Right? And I don't think we're, we're compassionate enough with ourselves. We give it out a lot. But to turn that back in and say, you know what, I'm doing the best I can do with the circumstance that I have to do it with. Right. Um, and a lot of that I had to do that during the, still now, during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Right. I found journaling for me, especially during COVID. So I started journaling mm-hmm. the day I got COVID. Like okay. the day I was like, you have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, I had already just spent like two weeks taking care of everyone in our house who mm-hmm. had it, right? So I'd been this caregiver and none of them eat the same thing, mm-hmm. right? And they called my delivery service was Mamazon because I would drop food <laughs> off and like trash bags and wipes or whatever outside of everybody's rooms. And then two weeks later, I have it. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was going crazy because mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, I left my corporate job. I started a startup. We go through a global pandemic. I've gotten everybody else healthy, and now I'm sick. Now I'm sick. And I was like, ah! mm-hmm. and I started journaling, and yep. I journaled every single day for probably four months. Like Love I'm it. not as as good as I was, but what was really interesting to me is that it calmed the noise, mm-hmm. and that voice in me that was struggling, that was like like all of the fears. I was able to put them onto paper, and by the time I got them out, I felt so much better. Yep. And it's so funny because sometimes now. I'll even look at old journal entries from years ago, and I was like, man, I felt sorry for myself. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time reading some of my journal entries from do years you? ago. Mm-hmm. Why do you think when you read them? Oh, goodness. Uh, a lot. I'm thinking, why was I so hard on myself? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I knew then what I know now. Um, but then I have to go back to, I wasn't that person then. Right? Yeah. I didn't have these t- these skills and tools that I have, I'm gaining as I become older and experience life differently. <laughs> Um, and I also think life has a way of slowing you down. Mm-hmm. 
Right. So in those moments where when the pandemic hit, I was, oh, I'm going to do this. I have all these things to do. And March 15th came and I said, you got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. I have stuff to do. Right. Right. And I remember sitting at home and my husband says, well, look like we're stuck with each other. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be here with you and these three kids. And this <laughs> but it, it really made me. Uh, and Grace. Embrace, but also stop running if that makes sense Mm, okay running from or running towards from and uh, well when I get anxious I work harder yeah right instead of me but then you know tapping back and say okay Tasha what's happening right what what is causing you to move so fast and not take care of whatever's going on back there Mm -hmm. and I think some of it I felt I felt more appreciated on those other roles and you know, I didn't have to be so transparent yeah. over there, right? But when you're in your home and things are happening, your family life and your children's life and your husband's life, it it is right there. You cannot walk away and say, "I see you next week." Yeah, because it's there. Yeah. So I think it really caused it really made me stop for a moment and pay attention, mm-hmm. be more mindful. So I thought I practiced mindfulness, but I didn't realize I didn't practice mindfulness until 2020. That's funny because, like, everything that I've I've been writing about, everything Mm -hmm. that I've been breathing, Mm -hmm. I was having to incorporate. And uh, there were days where I was not doing it well at At all. all. I remember being like, this is like Groundhog Day, and I feel like it's never going to end. Everyone around me keeps getting sick. There's something falling apart every Mm -hmm. other day. And just being like, okay, I, you just have to wake up tomorrow. That's right. Put on the Sit clean on sweatpants. Yep. Yes, that's <laughs> like, it. Make it through. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, all right, I'll figure this out. Like, that's we'll right. get through it at some point in time. I think it's really interesting, too, because I remember talking to a potential investor um, before the pandemic. And then once I got sick, she and I had a conversation. And I said, I had to put my company down. And I did for months. I had a friend ask me, she's like, how come I haven't heard you talk about the app or the podcast or anything like that? And I was like, because I'm mad at it. I'm mad at it because it's not where I wanted it to be. And now all of these other things are like, it's almost like everyone's lives blew up at the Mm -hmm. same time Mm -hmm. and like showed them where the flaws were in their relationships with themselves. It was like like a mirror, like, there you go. Yeah. And I'm like, nope. down and walk away so you said that thing about like you know life slows us down at times where you kind of have to say okay let me take a step back and Mm -hmm. it tried every aspect of our lives Mm -hmm. and such a an interesting time right um we learned a lot about ourselves and I think more than anything companies are coming forward and saying we actually have to care about the mental health of our employees absolutely and employees are self advocating mm-hmm. way more than they ever did They're taking PTO now, right? And yep. sick leave, um, which is interesting because I even work with clients, I would ask them, like, when was the last time you just t- take a mental health day? Yeah. And they're like, ooh, I can't do that. And now if you take one, you're congratulated for yes. it. It's crazy. It's, it's punitive. Almost, I know. <laughs> there was someone told me the other day, like, I have to take a mental health day. And I was like, good for, good for you. you. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Like, I think it's so important that people – and then I saw a woman the other day write something on um, – on Facebook, who's this just this bright figure in our community, and mm-hmm. she was suicidal during the 
pandemic. Mm-hmm. And she talked about it and people were like, I know how you felt. I'm like, oh my God, yes. thank you for shining a light mm-hmm. on the normalcy that is our mental health concerns. Absolutely. And I love the idea, not the idea, I mean, you've got SAMHSA talking about it. I love the prospect of people becoming more self-aware oh, yes. and more ad, there's more advocacy for self mm-hmm. and making sure that they're okay. I'm curious because we're not just one dimension, and that's what I love about it. Is is we're we're all these different experiences, mm-hmm. right? And when you look at, I'm like, this is true. Yeah. <laughs> right. If my financial wellness isn't well, of course it's going to affect my overall mental health and my wellness. Same thing with social. Yeah. Um. So it it gives people this 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 picture to say, where am I? And it's will. Right. We're not going to all be 40, 40, 40 on all eight of those. Yeah. But there should be some sense of balance. When we so when we decided to kind of shift perspective within the app mm-hmm. and start really focusing on the eight dimensions of wellness and kind of going deep within them, it was really fascinating to even talk about it within our team. Mm-hmm. Like our so for those listening, our developer who is like coding, he's got his engineers working on it and he's creating all the cool stuff, is on the phone with Tasha and our other friend uh, advisor Kim, who is also a therapist, and we're talking about like how do you help people through through an app how do you help people kind of get clear on themselves and it's been really interesting even watching us Mm self-reflect like having you know the people on the team go you know I've got this issue with this and Mm -hmm. and talking about it very openly and worrying about their teammates and and starting to kind of make everything a lot more um it's coming to the forefront. It's more more a topic of conversation. I'm curious um, about you personally. What made you move towards social work and therapy? Ooh, that's a big one. <laughs> As a kiddo, mm-hmm. I've always felt this desire to help. Um, my mom, it was, is still, she's not with us anymore, but I, I still talk about it. She's in the present because mm-hmm. she's spirit to me. Um, she used to tell me stories as a little kid about, I had, you, you love talking to people, you love helping people, right? You have to find a way how to help them in their own way, mm-hmm. right? So I had an aunt, she was a social worker, you know, family members that were helping, right? So went to school, I wanted to be an attorney, and I was like, yeah, it doesn't work for me. <laughs> did you take classes? In I life? did, and I was sitting like, nope, this isn't it. Um, I find it more punitive, and maybe because what I was thinking about in terms of an attorney, you know, looking back now, I could have done something differently, but I was in line, and I heard a young lady say, what about social work? And I'm like, I don't want to take people's kids away. Mm. And she goes, you think that's what social work is? And I was like, yeah, right? So I had this misconception about what was social work. So I end up sitting in a few classes just to learn a little bit more and realize it is it is three-dimensional, mm-hmm. right, from a micro individual, meso community, and macro, like policy stuff. And I was like, that's it. I want to be able to help people from, you know, small, micro, up to potential making policies and changes that affects our our individual selves. Um, So that's how it started. Mm -hmm. And then I just realized how much you can do within that um, degree. So did that, graduated, got my, actually I got my undergrad in sociology and criminal justice. Mm -hmm. I wanted to work in a criminal justice field. And I was like, yeah, that's not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but 
the thing about social work, you can still merge all that stuff together. Right. So just on my journey with work, I found myself, yes, I, you know, I teach, I do have a practice. Um, and also, again, through the pandemic, I realized I cannot get to everyone. Mm-hmm. So I said, let me find a way that I can tap into like community stuff, just yeah. hosting events, right? And making it affordable for folks to come out. So I love that. I love being able to move across the spectrum. Yeah. With so how we do things. Tasha and I have known mm-hmm. each other for probably seven, eight years. Seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. We met through a mutual friend because of just a kid, like I think it was kids' birthday parties. It was parties. a kid birthday party. And I didn't bring my kids to that party. I just thought, <laughs> I don't think they weren't even there. <laughs> I didn't bring them. You're like, I'm just going to show up. I'm going to show up. This cake. Yeah. <laughs> and she I just I, Tasha like when you when you see her on the app or when you see her um in person she's just um you can feel your light radiate mm-hmm. and I've always felt that way from the day I first met you and then when you started getting more involved in the community I think you asked me to be on your yeah. show like you have mm-hmm. a, a like a women's group a live mm-hmm. event and we just like it just it's we're just very natural right and yeah. so then I was like I think you need to come help me with this project <laughs> Like, and I was hiding in, to be honest with you. Oh, you want to talk about that? Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so I have this private group, um, and I said, I'll make it private, because, again, I'm like, I'm scared. I don't want to, you know, step out there like that. And so I made it private. It still exists. So it went from, again, this micro, little private group, and as I'm working on it, I'm fleshing out stuff, and I reached out to you, and I said, Jeanette, come talk, right? And mm-hmm. It's all private. And then this little voice was like, Tasha, you got you to gotta step out. You got to step out of fear. Step out of fear. So it's still there, but I've grown out of that and now hosting stuff in the community. So I started this Leave It on the Mat group and doing that. I'm going to host a men's group in June and my nerves is like, <gasps> but I keep calming myself in my nervous system so my cortisol level is not through the roof to say, I got this. <laughs> I got this. Because I got people, well, right? So using my resources has been big, too. Yeah. So yeah. Tasha was so funny. I asked her to do some videos on Ugh. the app. I have to share. Yes, please okay. share. So I, I talked to her, and I'm like, hey, I want you. Like, She was helping us with all this stuff, and I'm like, we got to do some content. And I'm like, I need scripts. And I probably shouldn't use the word scripts because I think that made you feel like it needed to be like really pro. And what I was looking for mm-hmm. is we needed to kind of know what the content was going to be since you were doing so many videos and put it on a teleprompter. But even that sounds like oh, yeah. – overwhelming right mm-hmm. and so i heard from you i was like i quit no, before, it was basically <laughs> like ah, I, I can't like, do this yes it was scary i i feel you and oh. i think what was funny is that i see you differently mm-hmm. because I see, I see you as this this big like voice and like this like come on I got you mm-hmm. right and so I was like here do this and you're like yeah and then I got your voicemail and I was at first I was like oh she's out she doesn't want to do this it's too much work she's got so much on her plate she's doing all these other things mm-hmm. right and then all of a sudden I'm like uh-uh wait a minute <laughs> you tapped in I know yes that she wants to have more influence in the community and at large Mm -hmm. and I believe that you deserve a platform that you need to have a a larger platform right and so I I don't I think it was a voice text I was like "Mm." Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that you need to I think I emailed you first and I stayed up all night tossing and turning and I had I was funny because my husband's laying there he goes so what's up with you and I was like, nothing. Get agitated <laughs> with him. And I was thinking, Tasha, what are you doing? Why are you afraid? Mm-hmm. Like, what what could happen? I'm like, I could screw up, and this could happen. And I had to get out of my head. Yeah. Yeah. Every day. And you I did. Out of my head. Yeah. 
But once you got in front of that teleprompter and the room was warm because everyone oh, there yes. is there because they believe mm-hmm. and they are in their purpose work. Mm-hmm. And you, like, it was funny because I think it was, like, on your third take, I saw your warmth come out. And I was like, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. We got this. And then you are like, I got more. Hold on. I'm going to write some more content. A couple of years ago, it's so funny. I have it in my car. I found this book that says um, on the front cover, like a dollar. It says, don't let them tame you. Mm. And it was just in passing because I believe things happen on purpose for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I was walking, and it was actually 2018, I think about it. And I was walking past, and I looked, and I was like, don't let them tame you. I picked it up, but there was nothing inside of it. Mm-hmm. So I just start writing. I just start journaling in that. So the night that I sent that email to you, guess what I found? That, that card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Cause it. Because we have these ideas of what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing, and fear. But Boy. we also don't necessarily feel worthy. Because you said yeah. something to me. You're like, I'm just a little girl from Mississippi. Mississippi. Like, yes. I was like, oh, whoa, 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 oh no, you and are scary. Not. Well, I feel the these same way. tapes we hear. Yeah. Well, I mm-hmm. feel the same way. Because mm-hmm. like I had a big meeting um, this past week where I was asked to do something that I can do, but mm-hmm. on a much bigger, and for, and what, and that, and that, and I was like, and it was like, and, 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 yes. and I was like, oh my God, I don't yep. know if I can do this. And I'm like, of course I can do it. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't ask me to do it if they didn't think that I could do it, imposter or I didn't syndrome. have it inside me. Oh God, it's so real. I didn't think that was a real thing, imposter syndrome. What, like, I heard, and I'm still I heard, struggling with what it really is. I've heard, like, yeah. pros and cons against it. Yeah. Like, oh, only women have imposter syndrome, no, so it's true. like a misogynistic. Mm-mm. No, you don't think so? Uh, men as well. Yeah. I've, I've seen, actually in the past year, I've seen more men, which is interesting. I'm like, why do y'all keep coming to me? But okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen more men, I want to say, in the past six months in my office than females. Like, it's like mm, maybe 70, you know, more men. But they also struggle. Do you think it's because we're mainstreaming the conversation around mental health and wellness yes. so they feel more comfortable getting help now? Mm-hmm. I think so. I love that. Because I read something that was like, oh, imposter syndrome is just for w- women. And even in our feminism, our mm-hmm. femininity, Feminism. Oh. Yeah, even in our feminism, like mm-hmm. hand in the air, like we got this, our mindset is still based on a patriarchal system of power. So yes. even some of the stuff we say, I'm like, is that really true? Like, right. I'm not right. so sure. So, like, I think as we learn more about mental health and wellness, and I think one of the things I love is that the eight dimensions are so approachable for mm-hmm. everyone, Everybody. even children. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So you don't have to be like, oh, I've got anxiety or, oh, I'm having a hard time. Like, mm-hmm. I'm working and I don't on even fitness. Appro- I don't even approach it anymore, to be honest with you. I know insurance is going to hate when I say this. <laughs> but I don't approach it in terms of diagnosis anymore. Mm-hmm. I approach it with just wellness. Like, where are we? Yeah. Right now, of course, certain insurance have to put a diagnosis on there. But I don't want folks to get caught in a diagnosing, yeah. diagnosis. Um, again, because there's those tapes. Mm-hmm. Right? So if I can help you, right, figure out where am I on the scale what attention should I be paying attention to, right? And yes, yeah, okay, we're going to work on some skills to help with the depression and all that, but let's look at our dimensions. What's happening? Yeah. What type of support do we have? Well, and, I, and people are going to be so much more open to sharing yes. and educating themselves. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I learned when I was working um, for my firm in finance. Um, if you gave people stats and data, they were mm-hmm. more likely to take action. If mm-hmm. you tell them this is the why the thing, yes, and you give them like a lot of people are like, oh, meditation. I know I should do that. I'm okay, okay. Let me Let's explain you to you the yes. neuroscience mm-hmm. um, behind it and what actually happens and how it's been proven to rewire the synapses and or create new synapses and 
that and cognitive behavioral therapy, the only thing that neuroscience has proven is proven does yep. X. Oh, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yes. You know, like all yes. of a sudden you're like, if you can put logic behind it, mm-hmm. um, people are more likely to, to warm to it, which I think is really, maybe it's human nature. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's easier to, to flip it off. Your, you're like, eh, I don't know if yeah. you don't have data behind it. Or maybe that's just me because I'm a nerd. And, and I will say this, I've made, it a point though to talk to clients about that Mm -hmm. like do you know what happens to your body right Mm -hmm. physically even you know connecting to folks when we're not paying attention to the things that we're feeling yeah it's so funny because the last the last day of shooting Mm -hmm. Kim was going to be heading back to Chicago and you and I live here in Las Vegas and we were having dinner and we're having barbecue oh yes it was good it was delicious Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we were sitting there and it's so funny having therapist as friends because I, I said something about uh, one of my relationships and mm-hmm. Tasha's like girl that you ain't know, you <laughs> or you know what you just did in your brain you yes. did this and this and that means this and it's so funny because it's not your friends sitting around who are like well I read this meme that said this uh-huh. it's, you know to the left you're like you guys are like well actually the neuro you know biological situation that you just found yourself in and yep. you're like oh that's what happened yeah and I, I love even with kids I did that with children mm-hmm. I talk with them about what's happening in their bodies what's happening in their brains and you know when parents are bringing kids in to see me they talk about the behavior of course yeah but I said well before we got to the behavior there was a thought and there was a feeling so let's tap into that first yeah and we can tap into that let's look and see how that behavior changed mm, I love it and kids love it they're like oh yeah I'm like you're not your behavior yeah we're what we're thinking what we're feeling and out of that comes this yeah I love it. I think kids can get it so much easier mm-hmm. than adults can, especially when you have parents who are primed to help you yeah. and have those very effective conversations as mm-hmm. opposed to repeating what their parents told them. Yep. And that's the end of the generational. So did you, I have to tell you guys, listeners, um, how we came up with the new name, okay. Dear Liv. So um, in the process of being a startup, I've learned this through the incubator and different mentors that like things change and you kind of like, you think you're going this way and then either the market tells you or c- circumstance or testing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happened with us. Like COVID really had a lot to do with what the hell we are. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> we were like, okay, yeah. let's, this is what we're doing now. This is yeah. what we're going to do. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, I really was like, okay, we need to make this a little bit more approachable. And so when people were like, dear Liv, I'm like, yeah, like dear Abby, but that's not not in the same context, right? From my perspective, dear Liv, my daughter's name is Olivia. I call her Liv. So dear Liv is a letter to my daughter and her friends mm. that this is where we end the generations of yes. trauma and confusion around mental health and wellness. Yes. This generation, mm-hmm. dear Liv and your friends, is the generation that's going to figure it out so you have better language and better yeah. relationships and you're healthier adults because mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I love, she at first was like, I don't know if I like you naming a company after <laughs> me. And now she's like, it's kind of cool. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's like, I kind of like yeah. it. And I was, I grew up in a generation kids were seen, not heard. Uh-huh. And I have made a conscious effort with my kids. Like, I want to hear you. Like, yeah. what are you, tell me what you're thinking, what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting seeing my very Southern family in this, watch me in this parenting room. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, but I, I don't want them to not feel that they can't be seen mm-hmm. and take up space because it starts in my house mm, so I, I need love that, that to happen first here so She's when they like out there her, her, her hands <laughs> yes, on the table yes. I don't know if y'all can hear in my house yeah in my house is where it's gonna start so when they go out there 
they feel they feel they can say yep. what's bothering them. Oh, my kid has boundaries for uh-huh. days. I'm like, where did you mm-hmm. learn this? Because I wasn't allowed to I was have not, those. <laughs> yes. And so that goes back to what I, before I sent that email to you, yeah. <laughs> right? So all that old stuff start playing in my head. Yep. And I'm like, well, no, this, this just can't be. I just got to get back to. And I'm like, oh, these are not your voices. This mm-hmm. is not your tape. This is not your journey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. My oh. kids are the best at it, though. I said, God, I want to be like, yeah, I want to grow up. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Olivia's like, she has, she's got boundaries, and yep. she understands nuance. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that. Mm-hmm. And she asked me one day, and this was really sweet, because I grew up with alcoholism and an addiction and mm-hmm. in my family and a lot of trauma that was, you know, passed down and a lot of spankings, which mm-hmm. were called beatings. Yep. And, all of those things and she has seen none of that mm-hmm. and she yeah, asked me kids. one day she's like how how did you figure out how to parent me and I said <laughs> I, I it. yeah it was very purposeful because mm-hmm. she knows she kind of knows the story because of my relationship with my, my parents um, my mom specifically and she said um, how did you know how to be a good mom then mm-hmm. and I said I thought of all of the things I wish my mom would have done. So whenever you're having a problem, rather than me reacting in someone else's voice or me responding based Mm -hmm. on what society might think, I think, what would I have wanted from my mom if I were her? And she's like, that's a good plan. Yes. (laughs) Thanks. I tried. I I knew what didn't work for me as a kid. Yeah. I I just knew, I'm like, that didn't work for me. Hitting didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. It taught me to be scared. Yep. And sneaky and quiet Mm -hmm. and... uh, not to make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So for my kids, I'm like, I'm I don't want to hit them. And I've never have. We have a soon to be nineteen year old, no spanking. Same thing with my girls. I'm like, I don't want them to learn. This is just my personal opinion. Yeah. I don't want them to learn to be controlled. I have to put my hands on you. Yeah. That didn't work for me. Yeah. Um, and to each his own. But um Trinity kinda asked me the same thing. She goes, Mom, how did you know how to be a mom? And I said to her, I said, I took some really good life lessons from grandma that's mm-hmm. not here anymore. And I said, I took what worked for, for me and what made me feel safe and loved. Mm-hmm. And I looked at other folks that parent me and what didn't work. I just said, I got to be mindful that it didn't work for me. So let's yeah. try something different. I love it. I love it. There's such a, with such more enlightened yes, as are. the generations move on. Is, and the questions they ask. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's amazing. I think for me, and this is one of the things, like my ex-husband and I had the conversation before she was born. And I just said, you know, maybe some people spank, but for me, yeah. I wasn't spanked. I was, Mm-mm. I was, it was not a healthy thing. Mm-hmm. And I can't do this to my child because I, I didn't trust. Yeah. Right. And so I need my daughter to be able to trust me mm-hmm. because I'm literally making it up. It's like, <laughs> yes, Lord, I did. I, and I will say, I take that back. I think the most mindful I've ever been in my life was during pregnancy. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, you know me too. I ate really clean. Yeah. I just knew there was somebody else else that I would have to take care of. Pregnancy, when they were born. Like, I just remember just watching them. Yeah. Thinking, oh my goodness, y'all going to rely on me. (laughs) Right? Breastfeeding, Mm -hmm. nursing them. I was very mindful. I was in that moment. Um, So during my 2020, I said, I want to feel that again. I want to feel so connected to the thing that I'm doing. Yeah like I did when I was nursing my kids. And so it made me think, I need to go back to what's passionate for me then because I'm passionate about them, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense because mm-hmm. you're birthing something yes. new. Like you're you're creating something that doesn't exist. That's mm-hmm. how I feel about all the stuff we're doing. And good Lord, it has been a lesson. Yes, but Lord. It I'm, bites just like nursing. <laughs> yeah, right? 
it kicks, it, it kicks, it screams, but you tantrums. love it still. Oh my lord, yes, yes, you yes, still love yes. it. Well, let me ask you as mm-hmm. we as we wrap this episode up, and your and and listeners, Tasha will be very much involved in our content. I'm We're excited. going to be doing some stuff around the eight dimensions and, and hitting each of them so we can talk more mm-hmm. um, and bring on some special guests who have specialties in each of the fields. Um, but let me ask you if you had one piece of advice to give our listeners as you talk to them about just kind of going on their self discovery journey and and finding their personal power. Mm. What would you want them to feel from you right now? To know their why. Mm. I, ha- I wrote down for every single one of my dimensions personally, why? Mm-hmm. What was my why? And for me, it was to be present. It was to be mindful. It was to not take advantage of the things I have, so that gratitude piece again, but when I went on my nature walks, I wanted to hear, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to tap into my senses. Mm-hmm. So knowing your why, why are you doing these things? Yeah. Help you to kind of think about your purpose. I love that. And I especially think it will help you find your self-awareness. Because yes. if you understand, why am I worried about my financial wellness? Mm-hmm. Why am I worried about my occupational wellness? Mm-hmm. You might make a different decision in your career path. Yes. You might make a different decision in the way you spend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also learn much like you when your why with spiritual and yes. emotional is really deep you tap into things you don't expect you don't expect yep and here come all this stuff flowing down yeah <laughs> all, all the beauty and the light yes um and again I hold space for a lot of people mm-hmm. so for me my why was to be balanced and I I, I like to be present mm-hmm. when I'm speaking to people so sure. I needed to be okay because I believe they can feel my energy yeah right um so I needed to make sure that I was safe. Mm-hmm. So when people came around me, they felt safe too. Yep. So my why was people too. Well, and it was it was owning the spaces you enter, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Because you can shift the energy and the environment mm-hmm. by the way you consciously move into a space. I have a friend, Tiffany Hendra, we'll have her on. She's been on past um, episodes. She talks about that. She's like, don't let other people tell you how to enter a room. That's right. You yeah. decide who you are as you walk in mm-hmm. and what space you're going to hold, and you keep it. And I, was, I, I do visualization her. now. <laughs> I, oh, do. I love it. And it's, it's interesting because <clears throat> I do this visualization, and actually I got it from my daughter. Okay. So one day Taylor said, she goes, Mom, I walk sometime like there's powerful people walking beside me. Oof. And I was like, <laughs> So I was like, tell me the people, girl. She was like, mom, like statues. Ooh. And I watched her one day walk when she did her valedictorian thing for fifth grade. I watched her walk. I'm going to get chills. I watched her walk in. I was like, oh, my gosh. She's, she's walking, walking like with ancestors. her ancestors. Yes. Yeah. I was like walking. <laughs> so now I said to myself, I'm like, here, I'm in this mid-40-something-year-old saying, I'm going to walk like my ancestors are walking beside me. And I said, Taylor, that is the most powerful thing I've ever heard. And she goes, try it. And could you bring me back a coffee on your way home? (laughs) (laughs) Because they always got to bring you back down to earth. And I was like, where did y'all come from? Oh, I love it. I love it. That's such a beautiful Mm. note. And I just want to thank you for being part of this project and being with me today. And I know our listeners are just going to absolutely fall in love with you. And especially when they see your face on the app. And just thank you for for who you are and what you bring. And um, many more to come. I appreciate you.